Welcome, episode three, part of my frustration, the podcast. I am your host, Dan Stickna. Hey, I got a good episode for you. I put together a list this week, a list of the top 10 mistakes that I have seen athletes make. And these are athletes of all levels, whether they are on the grade school level, elementary school level, high school level, and professional level. These are the top 10 mistakes that I've seen athletes make. But before we get into that, if you haven't done so already, please, please on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to these podcasts, give me a five-star review and leave a uh, written review as well. It really helps out with the algorithm of these podcasts. So if you could do that, that would be great. And matter of fact, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's make this a little competition. If you listen to this podcast, please leave a five-star rating and write a review and then screenshot your review and DM it to me on Instagram. My Instagram is at CoachDS underscore CSCS. If you send me that screenshot in my DMs of you rating and reviewing my podcast, then I will send you a free t-shirt. So, contest everybody likes free stuff right let's get in there let's get in there all right so let's get into this top 10 mistakes i see athletes make now look this list is in it's not in any particular order this is just kind of how i came up with it um some are going to be more you know vital more important than others but nonetheless these are mistakes that i've seen athletes make time and time and time again and i think it definitely hurts the position that they're in or the potential position that they could be in so let's get right into it number one top 10 mistakes athletes have made compare themselves to others and i'm talking about comparing themselves to others in a negative light and what i mean by that is you know if you're a freshman in high school you're looking at the juniors and seniors you're seeing where they are and you're you know you're wondering why you're not at that level yet or you're looking at your peers at the same age you're wondering why you're not that level look Athletes need to do a better job uh, worrying about themselves and stop comparing themselves to others. Everybody's journey, everybody's path is going to be different. Now, if you're comparing yourself to someone else and using that as motivation, now we're talking different. If you're looking at, you know, your your favorite receiver in the NFL, your favorite player in the NBA and you're comparing yourself to them and you're trying to mimic their work ethic and what they took to get there, now that is more of a positive light. That's more of something that could be a positive thing in your journey or in your motivation to prepare for this sport. But when you sit there and you get down on yourself cuz you continuously compare yourself to your peers, that is a mistake that I've seen a lot of athletes make. And once you get into that funk, it's hard to get out of that funk. All right, number two. Next one. And again, these are in no particular order. Athletes need to do better jobs at surrounding themselves with the right people. Time and time again, I see athletes surround themselves with the wrong people. Okay, you want people in your corner that are going to support you. You want people in your corner that are going to understand the sacrifices that you need to make in order to be great at your sport or great at whatever you are trying to compete in. Okay, I've seen too many times athletes surround themselves with people that don't understand the sacrifices that they make. Okay, you need to find people that are honest that are tell you when you're not doing the right things, but also you need to find people that are going to be supportive of you, 
All right. When you don't have people that are supportive of you, when you have people in your corner that constantly try to bring you down, constantly trying to pull you down and constantly hold you back from getting to that next step. Only you are to blame. You have to find those people, locate those people, and then get them out of your way. Get them out of your life. Surround yourself with the right people that can help you get into the best position to succeed. And that's with more than just sport. That's with everything in life, whether you are an athlete, whether you are a coach, or whether you are just a regular person in the world. I mean, everybody's a regular person. Don't take that the wrong way. But if you are just anybody in the world, you need to surround yourself with people that are supportive of you and that spread positive energy your way. No need for that negative energy. Number three, complacency. Time and time again, I see athletes find a little bit of success, they start to get a little complacent, and they start to dial back the amount of work, the amount of sacrifice, and the amount of effort that they put in. They wind up becoming satisfied with where they are when they still have potential to be even further than where they are. Complacency. Complacency is like the cancer to the athlete. You cannot be complacent, especially especially if you have dreams and goals of playing on the division one level and damn sure especially if you have dreams and goals of playing at the professional level okay when you are in high school if you are finding success the fact of the matter is you are still in high school do not become complacent with any amount of success that you find early it's always important to continue to work All right, be proud of yourself for sure. Be proud of what you have earned. Be proud, but do not be complacent because there is always someone out there who will continue to work if you stop working. Do not become complacent. Number four, this is, this is, this is, this is one that, this is a big one. Number four mistake that I see athletes make. They either A, don't have any type of trainer or strength and conditioning coach. All right. I'm not talking about a skills coach. All right. So if you're a basketball player and you have, you know, you have a coach working on your, your jump shot, your ball handling. I'm not talking about that type of coach. If you're a soccer coach and you're working on your dribbling or your shooting in soccer, I'm not talking about that type of coach. I'm talking specifically about a strength and conditioning coach or a sport performance coach, okay, a coach that is going to train you to become more, to become stronger, more explosive, faster, all that stuff, athletes either A, don't have one, or they don't research the one that they do have, so they're picking the wrong coach for them. Okay, some coach, not all coaches are going to be the right fit. I've been in this industry for a long time and I know damn well that I'm not the perfect fit for every single athlete. There are plenty of athletes that come into the facility, Parisi Fairlone in New Jersey. There's plenty of athletes I see come in or uh, my, my coworkers that I see work with athletes that I know that I'm not the best fit for that particular athlete and maybe my coworkers are a better fit for them, whether it's a personality thing, something that doesn't add up anything like that. Not every coach is a perfect fit for every athlete. Okay. So it could be just as bad, if not worse for an athlete to work with a strength and conditioning coach that is not the right fit for them. That really doesn't have their best interest, you know, as their priority when the coach is in front of you. 
Strength and conditioning coaches are vital for athletes because our number one job day in and day out is to make sure that you are as injury resilient as possible. If you are not, if you do not have a strength and conditioning coach in your corner focused on you becoming stronger and safer within the sport, then it can only be hurting you. So that is a huge mistake that I've seen athletes that I've seen athletes do. Right, whether they come through the facility, they get a couple of sessions in here and there, but then they think, you know what, I don't need this. Unfortunately, you're wrong because because at a certain point, you're going to 100% need it, and the earlier you start, the better. Number five, and you know this is just kind of just the day and age we're in 2021. Uh, there's a lot of things out there, but the social media trap. Right. The social media trap is a big one. And I'm talking about, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, all of these different things that become negative distractions. Okay, although it's important in today's day and age when you're talking about recruiting, when you're talking about things like that, it's definitely important. All right, because when I when I was in the you know, in grade school, elementary school, when I was in high school, things like that were not prominent. So it was a lot more difficult for kids my age to get that exposure to colleges and universities for recruiting purposes. Whereas nowadays you can put up a highlight tape and get, you know, a couple thousand views and, you know, perhaps come across the uh, page of a recruiter. Now that's big. That's great. And that's a benefit to social media nowadays. But when it becomes too much of a distraction that it takes away from what your priority should be. That's the trap that a lot of athletes fall into, and that's a big one. Next one. All right, so, so far, you know, just to recap, we're, we're five in, so we're about halfway through already. Number one, and again, there's no particular order here, but number one, they compare themselves to others in a negative light. Number two, they aren't, they're not surrounding themselves with the right people. Number three, they become complacent. Number four, they either don't have a strength coach or they don't research the coach that they do have. Number five, the social media trap, right? Becoming where social media is becoming too much of a distraction from where their priorities should be. Number six, they specialize too early, okay? If you want to be elite at a sport, at some point, you will have to specialize, okay? And what that means is, you know, if you're a three-sport athlete, if you really want to go to that next level in one particular sport, you're going to have to specialize at some point. Whether that whether that's your, your junior or senior in high school, at some point, it's going to have to happen if you really, really want to maximize your potential. But if you're in sixth, seventh grade, it might be too early to specialize, okay? And if you're going to risk a lot of things like burning out. When you're trying to specialize in a sport too early, you're going to wind up playing that same sport day in and day out, 365 days a year. At some point, you still have to be a kid, right? And then specializing too early, you might succumb yourself to certain injuries, whether it's overuse injuries, because you're doing the same skills over and over and over and over again. At the end of the day, when you are at that young of an age, your goal should be to become the best overall athlete that you can be and in order to help that participating in multiple different sports or trying multiple different sports is big 
So specializing too early, and that's going to be different for some people. Some people, I've definitely come across some athletes that have been playing the same sport since they were three years old, and they love it, and they still love it, and they're 18, 19, 20 years old, and they're doing fantastic. Hey, but understand there's outliers. Those are outliers. Specializing too early can 100% be an issue for an athlete. It can burn an athlete out. Number seven, and if there was an order to importance in this list that I've put together, number seven would definitely be number one, and that's they don't sleep enough. That's, I mean, and that could also go inside with the uh, with number five, which was the social media trap, right? You're scrolling, 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 10 p.m., scrolling, 11 p.m., scrolling, you know, midnight, putting up some TikToks, you know, 1 a.m., you're on Snapchat. Not sleeping enough is holding back the amount that you could potentially be gaining okay you're inhibiting your recovery process you're you're inhibiting your brain's ability to learn new skills or you're making that process take a lot longer than it really needs to take so if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep you are 100% restraining the amount that you could potentially be gaining you're holding back your own potential Okay, athletes are going to need upwards of eight, nine, ten hours of sleep, especially when you are at the younger age, especially when you're 11, 12, 13 years old, and you're really, you know, you're, you're going nonstop, nonstop. You got practice, you got games, you got training. You need to make sure you're maximizing your recovery process. And it can be easier than you think. If you're currently you're sleeping six hours a night, all right, and let's say let's say eight hours is optimal, right? and that for the most part with the research is consistent, eight hours being optimal, and you are currently sleeping six hours a night, okay? Well, Monday to Friday, weekends are important too, so don't get me wrong, but just for simple math, Monday to Friday, six hours a night, that's five nights, that's 30 hours, if you get one extra hour a night and now you're sleeping seven hours a night, that's 35 hours. You just gain five hours of recovery time. Think about that. Just by getting to bed one hour earlier each night, you're getting five hours extra from Monday to Friday of recovery time. That alone can help maximize and increase the gains from your training, from, from your practices, from your skill learning. Your brain needs that rest. Your nervous system needs that rest. And if you're not getting it, you're not going to be as successful as you could potentially be. Number eight, athletes do not pay attention to their diet at all. Now, look, this is not going to be an easy one. And a lot of times, especially with young athletes, it's not going to fall all on the athletes. It's going to fall on the parents. I get that. It's not easy. I'm a parent myself. I always said that, you know, my kid's going to eat right. He's going to eat clean. You know, my kid's only three years old and it's way harder. It's way easier said than done, right? There's plenty of nights where it is what it is. It is what it is. And I get that and I understand that. But I believe if if athletes just pay a little bit of effort, a little bit of effort, just put a little bit of effort into the diet, it can go a very long way. And it's just simple things. Cut out the fast food. There's no need for it. The Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King's, Chipotle, all these things like that, these processed foods. Limit that as much as you can. 
and that's the only thing that I'm asking you to do. Limit that as much as you can. Make efforts to eat a little cleaner. That's that's it. That little bit of effort can go a very, very long way when it comes to, just like we said with your sleep, with your recovery. And matter of fact, it can go a long way in helping you sleep better by getting rid of those refined sugars or limiting those refined sugars. So just by fixing your diet a little bit gives you a little bit more sleep. Those two things can take you very, very far and is not that hard to do. Just a little bit of consistency and that's all it takes. Number nine, overtraining. And this is a big one. I don't believe I've ever come across an athlete who has not overtrained at one time in his or her life. Whether it's they are currently overtraining or anything like that, it happens more often than not. The idea that more is better is ridiculous. More is not better. Less is, in fact, more. And not only do I need the athletes to understand this, I need the parents to understand this. I've had athletes, whether it's in my sessions or I've observed them in other sessions or I've overheard them talking, whereas they wake up, they work out on their own before school, they go to school. After school, they have practice. After practice, they go to a skills coach. After the skills coach, they come into the facility, they lift. Not only are they lifting at the facility, but they're also running at the facility, so they're sprinting as well. So if you add all this up together, the amount of training in one day for a particular athlete, I've seen as much as four or five hours in a day. Now, that same athlete is not paying attention to what they're eating. That same athlete is not sleeping properly. That same athlete's probably in the social media trap. That same athlete might not even have a coach that they uh, can fully trust or research. And the coach that's not aware of the amount of activity that they're doing, they're going to wind up overtraining, number one. Or if they're not you know, actually falling into overtraining syndrome, which could be a really bad thing, if they're not falling into that, they're just not gaining as much as they potentially could if they focused a little more on the recovery process and less on the training aspect. Overtraining is huge and it could be very detrimental to any athlete or any person out there. And the last thing, last thing, all right, let's recap before we get to the last thing. Let's recap real quick. They compare themselves to others, number one, in a negative light. Number two, surround themselves with the wrong people. Number three, they're complacent. Number four, they don't have a strength coach or they don't research or have the right coach for them. Number five, they fall into the social media trap. Number six, they specialize too early. Number seven, they do not sleep enough. Number eight, they do not pay attention at all to their diet or how they're fueling their body. Number nine, they overtrain. They're not focusing on the recovery. And last but not least, number 10, they forget to have fun. Look, think about it. Why did you start playing your sport or competing in your sport in the first place when you were a kid? You loved it. You enjoyed it. You had fun doing it, right? Training and trying to be elite and trying to get to those next levels in sport, it's, it's rigorous. It's constant. It's nonstop. Because if you stop, someone else keeps going. As soon as you lose the fun, as soon as you no longer enjoy it, that's a problem. Never forget to have fun. Never forget the reason why you started competing in the first place. The reason why you started the sport in the first place. 
If you're not having fun, I can almost promise you you're also not getting better.